Hello, and welcome to our Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, I'll be reviewing 1991's The Last Boy Scout. Hello, and welcome to episode 109 of I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Mikel Ford. Today we're going to be talking about The Last Boy Scout from 1991, but before we get into that, we gotta talk about things I watched this week, which is really turning into uh, things I watched and heard this week, really. Because <laughs> talking about a lot of, I talk about a lot of, talk about a lot of things that have happened in the news now, I talk about a lot of things. Uh, a lot of gossip things, a lot of movie news. I, I, I really mostly keep it movie news, uh, television news. You know, you know. If you listen to the podcast, you know what I do. But um, but if you're new to the podcast, uh, that's what I do with things I watched this week. Things I watched this week. I talk about uh, a movie or a television show that I've watched or a trailer that I've happened to see. And I also might maybe talk about some movie news or some movie star news or television star news or whatever. But um, I got a lot of I got a lot of shit to talk about today, so I'm not gonna keep you guys waiting. Uh, first of all, let's talk about that She-Hulk trailer. <laughs> first off, that She-Hulk trailer looks nice. I like it. They uh, I love Disney because Disney Disney always does this to us. Disney. And the MCU and Marvel Studios, they always hit us with a trailer when we're least expecting it. <laughs> Cause I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting a She-Hulk trailer. You're like they don't, um, they don't warn you about the trailer beforehand or nothing like that. They just drop that bitch. It's just like, bam, here trailer, and that's what they did here in the middle of the day. I think I saw that trailer at like four o'clock in the afternoon. On like a fucking Wednesday, you know, <laughs> it was like it was like a Wednesday. I believe they dropped that trailer, right? And either like a Wednesday or Tuesday, it was either it was between one of them days. They dropped that uh, they dropped the She-Hulk trailer, and it was just like, bam, here. For I, I don't know how long it's been about, been out, been out. I saw it at four o'clock in the afternoon, maybe like five o'clock. You know, I saw it around that time, and I watched it a bunch of times <laughs> because. I've been waiting for She-Hulk, man. I've been waiting for She-Hulk uh, for 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 a while. Uh, we're in like phase four now, right? We're in phase four, and if they're finally getting to her, I always thought that. But I guess you could say she could be a phase four character because uh, She-Hulk didn't really debut until like what 1980. Right, 1981. She's not that. She's not that old of a character. She's not like a 50, 60 something year old character. You know, like the, like the Hulk. I think the Hulk just turned 60. The Hulk came out in 1962, so uh, he's a very old character. Uh, so like he's like 60. Like uh, She Hulk is like in her 40s, like early 40s. You know, like she came out. I like she probably like. I want to say she at least like 41, 42, you know, you know, the character itself is about like 41, 42 years old. It's not that, it's not that old. It's a, she hulks a millennial. 
<laughs> Let's just say that. She-Hulk is a millennial. Um, but um, yeah, man, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for her to be to, to pop up in the MCU, man. And like she's finally here. Uh they got a chick I don't know very well. and they, they do this, they do this very well too. They take an unknown um actor or actress and make you just like freaking fall in love with them as the character uh the actress's name is uh Titana uh I say Titana oh <laughs> what the fuck uh Tatiana is her name is Tatiana Mislani is her name I've I've never seen her in anything I'm gonna be honest I don't I've heard the name Tatiana Mislani before but I haven't seen her in anything that that's come across my screen you know, she kind of looks like um, that chick from uh, God dang it, what's her name? Uh, she kind of looks like the chick from Broad City. You know, the one with the the the, the, the one with the curly hair. She uh, what's her? I forgot her name. I forgot her name too. But like, she was in uh, she was in a uh, date night with Scarlett Johansson. Not date night. Uh, what's that? The rough night. She was in rough night with Scarlett Johansson. Uh, she was in uh. She's in that terrible Christmas movie that Seth Rogen did. I don't really care for that movie. The one with Seth Rogen and Anthony Mackie. I think she has sex with like Anthony Mackie in like a bathroom stall in that movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't really care for that movie. That that movie, I was like, this kind of this movie kind of corny. But um, anyway, yeah. But like, she kind of looks like that girl. Uh, Ileana Glazer. That's her name. Her name came across by Ileana Glazer. She looks like Ileana Glazer. Um. But that's who she rem- that's who she looks like to me. But yeah, man, she from what I see in the trailer, she, she's got a lot of personality, man. And I think it's best because it's best because I don't have a uh, I don't have a preconceived notion of of what type of actress she is or who she is. Well, I could be like, ah, oh, man, not her. Who is this? You know, like, I've mean, I seen her in something else. She's not that good, you know? So, I like I like that they're not giving me a preconceived notion of what this uh, actress is. Uh, I'm getting a preconceived notion myself because I've never seen her in anything. This is, like, the first thing that I've seen her in. So, but from the trailer, she, she's got it. She's, she's got Jennifer Walters down pat from what I see in the trailer. Uh, she's also a lawyer. Uh, if anybody, if no one knows the the, the history of She-Hulk, she's a lawyer uh, who gets, uh, I believe she gets shot, and she needs a blood transfusion. And the only person that she matches up with blood type is her cousin Bruce Banner, who happens to be the Incredible Hulk. And he gives her the blood transfusion, and she gets injected with the gamma blood, you know, like, because his blood is radioactive, uh, makes you think about it, makes you think about, uh, his, uh, you know what, <laughs> uh, him and, uh, him and, uh, Black Widow been doing the you know what, you know where, you know, but <laughs> maybe it's best that she died on that cliff, because she might have fucking radioactive poison blood inside of her, or poison radioactive semen inside her i don't know i'm getting off i'm getting off topic now but anyway uh but anyway um yeah but like she's got the radioactive blood in her so she turns into a hulk herself but 
the thing about She-Hulk is she's not just this big, uncontrollable rage monster, right? She she has all her faculties. She can still she can still work. Like she sometimes she even walks into the to, to the to the courthouse as the She-Hulk in a full-on uh bodysuit in a full-on like a uh, blazer and she's got the skirt on and the high heels on and all this stuff and, like sometimes she 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 uh does cases as the she-hulk <laughs> which is pretty which is pretty interesting if if i may say so myself but um yeah man let's get back to the trailer man let's get back to the trailer trailer is good mark ruffalo re- uh reprises his character as a uh, Bruce Banner uh, Hulk, he's Professor Hulk in here, which brings up the the question of when was this supposed to take place? Because the Hulk is a really the Hulk is a really tricky character right now since Endgame, since Avengers Endgame, the Hulk's been a really tricky character to pin down because in She Hulk, he's Professor Hulk, and if you remember, he put the Infinity Gauntlet on in Endgame, and he, like, snapped and brought everybody back, and it fucked up his arm. If you remember, it fucked up his arm, he had to be in a sling and shit. And here, he's Professor Hulk, and he doesn't have the sling on, but in Shang-Chi, Bruce Banner shows up, uh, and like a hologram, Bruce Banner shows up at the at the in the end credits of Shang Chi, because uh, he's like he's there with Wong and Captain Marvel, and they're talking about the the Ten Rings, and they're like, oh, we don't know what these are, we don't know if they're alien or whatever. What what are they? You know, and he's there as Bruce Banner in an arm sling. He still got the sling on, but he's Bruce Banner. So it begs it begs the question. When was this? When was this supposed to take place? Is this before Endgame? Because remember, at the beginning, of, at the, in the middle of Endgame, they show him as Professor Hulk. Did he do? Was he doing this? Um, because like it just breaks the question: Was this taking? Was this? Is this taking place uh, during the blip? That's a bit. That's a good question to ask. You know, is this taking place during the blip? Was he just uh, with his cousin during the blip? And she got turned and he, he had to save his cousin somehow. And then she got turned to the She-Hulk and he's teaching her how to um, hone, her, hone her abilities and all this stuff. And then it also brings up the question, <laughs> if this happened before the blip, why didn't he bring her on to help fight Thanos? You know... Uh, at the end, at the end of Endgame, when everybody shows up and everybody comes through the portals and shit, and like she didn't come through the portal, you know. So, <laughs> but that would, but that wouldn't make sense in the movie. So, but doesn't also like it doesn't also make sense for him to do this during the blip. So that it's just I got questions. Maybe it's questions that they'll ask, they'll answer, they'll answer in the show. I gotta watch the show to, to figure out what's going on here. Um, I like that they uh they they made like a reference. They made a reference to the uh the superhuman law uh 
uh, association or whatever the fuck they like they, they start the uh, superhero law uh, branch uh, law firm and like Jennifer Jennifer Walters is gonna be the uh, the head of it like she's gonna be defending superheroes I like that you know <laughs> cause she does that in the comics with like she defends superheroes uh, if, if something if like something goes wrong and she's like Hey, uh, this guy over here, you know, like he didn't know that 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 bus was gonna flip or whatever the fuck or didn't hit those kids, or whatever, whatever. But uh, I just made it kind of dark. But anyway, <laughs> he's like he didn't know. But um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I like I like the tone. I love the tone of the trailer. I love how comedic the trailer is. Like, cause we've been getting some heavy shit. Like, we've been getting some heavy shit between like Eternals and Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We Marvel's been fucking punching us in the goddamn gut. You know? <laughs> cause all three of those movies got all three of those movies got sad fucking endings. You know, like all three of those movies are pretty fucking sad. They punch you in the goddamn gut and uh i already talked about like i i went to go see dr strange uh two again and not liking it as much as i did the first go around but i didn't say it was a bad movie i just say it's not my cup of tea it's a little corny you know but still a movie punches you in the gut a movie punches you in the goddamn gut uh but so so Getting She-Hulk is like a breath of fresh air. Getting She-Hulk, getting... Oh, Moon Knight, too. Moon Knight punches you in the gut at the end, too. That doesn't have a happy ending. Um, uh, but, so, getting She-Hulk and getting Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel coming in, Miss Marvel's coming in June. And whatever Thor Love and Thunder is, uh, we don't know. But it seems like it's going to be fun. Because... It's good that uh, Marvel's giving us, like, three fun things in a row after getting, like, four really serious, fucked-up things in a row. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the only... Because, like, I'm thinking about it, because even, like, Black Widow, you know, kind of got a... I, I, Black Widow's not my favorite movie. Black Widow's not my favorite movie at all. Uh, it's down there with, like, Iron Man 3. It's, like, one of the... Probably, like, one of the worst ones. But... I think Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi is the only one that got it, like, ended with kind of a happy ending. I mean, like, Shang-Chi lost his dad, but he was fighting his dad, but, you know. (laughs) But at least it didn't end, it didn't end on a downer. You know, the movie didn't end on a down note. Uh, Eternals and and Spider-Man No Way Home and, like, all in uh, 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 Doctor Strange and Moon Knight, all those ended on a fucking downer, you know? <laughs> so it's good. It was like, I was saying, like, so it's good that Marvel's giving us three fun things in a row. They're going to give us Miss Marvel, which looks fun. They're going to give us Thor Love and Thunder, which looks fun. And they're going to give us uh, She-Hulk, which looks fun. Uh, it's, it's time, to, time to lighten things up a little bit, you know? Time to lighten things up a little bit. Um, But, yeah. I'm looking forward to the I'm looking forward to the whole to the to to the show, man. Uh kinda wish it was a movie, but I'm okay with it being a show. It's gonna be kinda sitcom-y. Looks like it's gonna the tone of it looks sitcom-y. Like it's gonna be 
kind of like a like an hour long like like one of those hour long sitcoms you know kind of like a kind of like a I've been I've been hearing people throw around Ally McBeal that it looks like a superhero Ally McBeal <laughs> and like and I'm cool with that I actually Ally McBeal is actually a guilty pleasure of mine I actually used to watch that show when I was a kid you know <laughs> <laughs> I actually did used to watch Alan McBeal when I was a kid. Uh, so, like, I'm not really, you know, I'm not really mad at that. So, um, yeah, man, I can't wait. I got, I got really nothing else to say about it. You know, like, I just can't wait to see the show. I think it's coming out in August, August 17th. August 17th is when, when the show's gonna premiere. So, looking forward to that. Um... Speaking of She-Hulk, um, there was somebody else that was, um, you might say absent from the She-Hulk trailer, but this guy, but the actor showed up at the, uh, at one of the, like, uh, the, the Disney, uh, gatherings for She-Hulk, I think. I'm like, I think they were, like, premiering the trailer there, and this person happened to be there. And that person is Charlie Cox. Uh, Charlie Cox, who plays uh, Daredevil, was there. So, uh, there's a speculation that he might be in the She-Hulk show. Speculation that he might be in the She-Hulk show. But, it makes that speculation even more valid. Is that they're giving Daredevil another show. They're giving Daredevil a show on Disney Plus, uh, and I got um, I got feelings about that. Uh, I got feelings about this uh, this new Daredevil show that's gonna be on Disney Plus, and it's not a, not really about the show. It's really about the backlash of the show because I've seen a lot of people uh just I'm not gonna say lambast the idea of a daredevil show but they're they're skeptical about the idea of a new daredevil show on Disney plus because as we all know the daredevil show on Netflix it's good you know and I got no problem with I'm a huge daredevil fan Anyway, I'm a, I'm a Daredevil fan. Going back, he's like Daredevil's like one of my favorite fucking superheroes, off top. You know, like with like next to like Spider Man, next to Spider Man, it's like fucking Daredevil. Next to Spider Man and Black Panther, like those are probably like my top three. Uh, like Spider Man, that De- Black Panther, Daredevil, those are my top three favorite superheroes of all fucking time. But um, but. The dare, like the dare, the Netflix Daredevil show is really fucking good. It's really good, <laughs> and I think people don't want that show tarnished by doing a Disney version of the show. But this is the thing <laughs> because. Because I got to look back on those shows. I look back on um, Daredevil and Jessica Jones 
Luke Cage and the Punisher and Iron Fist. Um, I know those. I look back on those shows, and we all know. If you don't know, like I think like like Jeff Loeb, who was the showrunner, he was like running all of that Netflix stuff, and uh, Kevin Feige, who is the top head man in charge at uh, Marvel Studios. Um, they did not get along. They did not get along. Uh, I don't think Kevin Feige was happy about what Jeff Loeb was doing with those characters over on the Netflix side. He wasn't, he wasn't really feeling that. Um, because we all know, um, we all know that, uh, Kevin Feige, and I gotta respect Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige, all that man about his business, you know. <laughs> Kevin Feige, that man, he a, he a huge comic book nerd, but he also about his business, all right. But because like he loves these characters, he respects these characters, but that man about his that man about his money, that man about his business. Uh, I don't think he liked how like how rated R that shit got, you know. Because Kevin Feige has always had in his mind, I think he's always had in his mind that we're gonna integrate these characters into the MCU. And now he, and then he was like, "Now I don't think I can do that. What, what I'm gonna have to do? I'm gonna have to cancel all those fucking shows and like kind of like reboot them." The luckiest thing is he didn't get rid of all. He didn't get rid of as so far. Um, he didn't get rid of all the Netflix actors that played these characters, you know, uh, cause Charlie Cox was in Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, as, uh, Matt Murdock, uh, there's a possibility that, uh, Matt Murdock might show up in, uh, She-Hulk, uh, Matt Murdock, Matt Murdock and Daredevil might show up in She-Hulk, who knows, uh, just to, uh, set up, uh, Daredevil, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio showed up as the Kingpin in Hawkeye. I'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> and it's been said that Kristen Ritter, who played Jessica Jones, and Mike Coulter, who played Luke Cage, uh, there's a picture of them together. Uh, it looks like it looked like they're filming something super secret. Maybe for maybe for Marvel. Maybe they were on another show together. Who knows? But. It looked like they, 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 Kristen Ritter and Mike Coulter put a put a put a picture out, and they're together. And it looked like they were filming something super super secret. I don't know um, what they're shooting, but they're shooting something. And they might be shooting that as Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. I don't know yet. But um, but yeah, like I said, like he's it looks like he's bringing all those characters back. But he just didn't like how they were portrayed on the Netflix. He made it like he didn't like how vulgar those characters are. Because Kevin Feige is all about, like I said, Kevin Feige all about his business. <laughs> he all about that business. He was like, why? And I feel Kevin Feige on this. I feel him on this. Like, why cater to one narrow part? Of fandom when you can cater to a wide net of fandom. I feel him on this. I really do. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are pissed that they're doing a new Daredevil show. Basically, there's a lot of people that are mad 
that they're doing a new Daredevil show uh, because they want that old Daredevil back. They want that Netflix Daredevil where he's beating the piss out of everybody and they're showing blood and gore and sex and all this shit. And uh, he that that is that is the Daredevil that they want. And I hate to say it, and people, not a lot of people are like, maybe maybe they'll go that far. Maybe they'll do it. They're not gonna do that shit. All right, I hate to say it to guys, people that like the Netflix Daredevil, they're not doing that shit. Because <laughs> Kevin Feige didn't like it when they were doing it on Netflix. So he's not going to let, now that he's in charge, now that he's in charge, they're not doing that on Disney Plus. You know, <laughs> Even though like all the Netflix shows are on Disney Plus now, he's like, he's got, he's like, hey, yeah, y'all, y'all could, y'all could go watch that. He kind of, he's kind of pulling a, a, a Jay-Z <laughs> like uh, Jay-Z said, he had a song called On to the Next One. Where like Jay-Z said, Jay-Z said, you like my old shit, buy my old albums. He's like, oh, you like that old Daredevil? Watch that old Daredevil. Leave us the fuck alone. But uh, we doing new shit over here. But uh, you know, <laughs> that's kind of what Kevin Feige's doing. But uh, he was like, hey, the old Daredevil's here. Netflix Daredevil's here if you want to watch that. But we ain't doing that over here, over here in the MCU. No, no, no. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what the fuck he's doing but um yeah man he's not doing that cause he like he wants to appeal to a wide net and I don't I feel him on that like why why narrow why, why cut your legs off why narrow why, why fucking limit yourself you know why limit your fan base you know just have everybody enjoy this you know, and that's what the MCU has always been about. The MCU has always been about taking grandmama to go see these movies, taking gra- taking mommy and daddy to go see these movies, taking little Timmy and little 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 Jenny to uh, go see these movies. Little 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 Jimmy walking around with his with his Captain America doll. You know, saying, "Oh, I want to be Captain America." <laughs> They've always. These movies have always been about that, even though a couple of them have gone a little dark. You know, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, the one that pops in my head, no pun intended, because uh, we saw, literally saw somebody's head pop in that movie. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, that, that, and that's like the darkest, most gruesome thing that's ever happened in the MCU is Black Bolt's head just fucking exploding like a fucking watermelon you know <laughs> spoiler alert to a movie that came out like three weeks ago um uh, but um yeah it's but yeah i under, I understand kevin feige's mo i understand his motivation I understand he's like yo man if i if i make this shit too gory and too rated r I'm alienating a lot of people. There's a lot of parents that ain't gonna want to take their kids. They ain't gonna watch. They want their kids to watch this. Uh, if I do that in the movies, uh, Blade comes to mind because everybody was pissed that Blade wasn't gonna be rated R. Be like, if I make a rated R Blade, that comes up. That cuts off a fucking uh, section of the fan base, you know. And I want to sell fucking Blade action figures. God damn it, <laughs> you know. Like, he's like, I want to sell. I want to sell Blade T-shirts. I want to sell Blade pillowcases. You know, I want to sell 
blade bed sheets, you know? And I want to sell blade lunch boxes and all this shit. Whatever kids fucking play with today. I want to sell blade video games, whatever the fuck. But um yeah, man, that's 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 what he's doing. And Marvel shit. Marvel a lot of kids don't play with action figures like they used to back in the day, but Marvel action figures are the only action figure line that sells. Uh, a lot of these other action figure lines, it's Marvel and WWE. Those are like the two biggest action figure lines that sell. Like, everything else, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, all this other shit, uh, all this other shit from the past, that shit don't sell. But, Marvel action figures sell and WWE action figures sell. Like, they're the biggest sell. Because every time I go, because every time I used to go to a Toys R Us, all that shit be sold out. Every time I go to, like, a fucking Walmart or a Target or some shit, that shit sold the fuck out. You're like, you might see a couple of, you might see a couple of toys here and there. You know, Walgreens was selling uh, MCU action figures. And, like, you, you might see, like, Maybe, like, fucking Hawkeye left or some shit, you know? <laughs> but, like, they're big sellers. So, Kevin Feige ain't cutting that goddamn money off for y'all, you know? Like, for y'all, oh, man, I couldn't, you ain't got the balls to be rated off. He's like, yeah, damn right I don't. You're like, because that cuts off my goddamn money. But, uh, you know, <laughs> and I feel him. As a businessman, I feel him on that shit. It like... As a, as 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 a fan, yeah. Without what, do I like the other Daredevil? Yeah. But as a businessman, I feel him. I feel him on that shit. And that's just something. Either go watch the old Daredevil or don't watch this. But you do gotta watch this because it's gonna connect to something else in the MCU, and you're gonna be like, whoa, what what what, what the fuck did I miss? But um, yeah, man, I'm I'm interested to see what the, what, what this new Daredevil show is going to be. That's all I got to say. I don't want to keep talking in circles about this shit. But, um, that's it, man. Like, I'm interested. I'm interested to see. We're going to see what... I just want to see where this goes. I want to see where this goes. I want to see how they integrate uh, Luke Cage and uh, Jessica Jones into the, into the, into the MCU. I want to see how they... I want to see how they integrate Frank Castle. I really want John Berthold to come back as Frank Castle, come back as the Punisher. Like he's one of the best. He's one of the best Punishers I've ever fucking seen, man. <laughs> he's too good to let him go. <laughs> don't let, don't let John, don't let John Berthold slip through your fingers, man. Like he's too damn good. Uh, I'm interested in to see all these characters. I'm interested to see if they're gonna recast Iron Fist, which they need to do. But uh. <laughs> Cause that dude is fucking trash. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> that Iron Fist fucking sucks. And I like Iron Fist. Iron Fist is another favorite character of mine. And they 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 totally fucked him up. Um Yeah, man, I'm interested in, I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with that. Um with all those characters, those Netflix characters integrated into the MCU. I'm interested in that shit. Um Now let's get to the main event of this. Uh I saw a movie also on Disney Plus. Uh I watched the uh Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie uh this past weekend. Uh that movie 
is better than it's supposed to be. <laughs> Let's just say that. Because <laughs> I remember seeing the trailer and not really feeling it. I, I watched the trailer because, like, I grew up on Rescue Rangers, man. I grew up on the Disney Afternoon, Tailspin, Gummy Bears, like, the Wuzzles, Darkwing Duck, um, uh, uh God damn it, what else? Uh, Goof Troop. You know, remember Goof Troop? Uh, I grew up, I grew up on all that shit, man. I was a kid from the, I'm a, I was a, I was a, early kid in the in the in the like the late 80s early 90s I was I was from like four to like seven years old in the early 90s you know so all that shit hit me it caught me in the net so like I love the fucking Disney afternoon I used to rush home from school hop off the bus or whatever my my fucking parents come to pick me up sometimes I used to hop off and go to immediately go to my room and turn on the tv and sit there and watch the disney afternoon you know know, i'll be like homework homework can wait you know the disney afternoon is on and then afterwards i would do my homework but um but yeah man so like this this really this really hit me so like i was like when i when i saw they were doing like a chippendale rescue rangers movie because initially i thought they were going to uh, just do a straight up like Rescue Rangers movie. It was like gonna be, it was gonna be like the Rescue Rangers. They're gonna be, I'm like, ooh, they gonna who they gonna fight? They gonna fight a uh, Fat Cat, and I'll be like, oh no, Fat Cat is who you save for the sequel. They're gonna fight like Professor Nimbus or somebody like that, right? Professor Nimbus is a first, is a good first villain, and you look at this shit, and then like you look at the trailer, and you're like, wait, hey, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> they living in the real world and they're they're it's all meta and shit and like they're not being their characters they're being a parody of their characters they're being they're like they're acting like they're playing actors on a tv show so and like it's just kind of i was like i don't think I'm gonna like this, and then the the, the animation looked weird too, <laughs> because because uh, I thought I thought it was all gonna be CG, because that's the thing to do today is to make all the characters CG, and they kind of make fun of that in the movie. They kind of make fun of that in the movie. Like Dale is the uh, is the walking punchline for that. <laughs> because Dale gets the CG because when he say he gets CG surgery, <laughs> you know. What? So like, so he could fit in and he could get more roles, you know. <laughs> but Chip, cause like you got Chip and Monterey Jack and uh, Gadget and Zipper, they're in here. I'll tell you where they are. Uh, Gadget and cause like you don't see Gadget and Zipper in the trailer. Uh, but uh, Gadget and Zipper are in here. Don't worry, then don't 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 freak out. You know, <laughs> like they're here. Uh, but um, and when they show up, when they show up is wild. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah but you see uh chip and monterey jack chip and monterey jack are there um uh, and like they're did like the old school animation but dale is cg because he's like i need to get some goddamn work goddamn you know <laughs> you motherfuckers can can stay stick to your guns if you want to uh uh chip sells uh life insurance 
uh, in this movie. That's what he does, <laughs> which is funny. Chip, all the all, all the setup for Chip is hilarious. <laughs> First off, all the setup for Chip is hilarious because Chip sells life insurance, and then he uh. He lives in he lives in a house and he has a regular he has like a like a real dog. It's not like a cartoon dog. He has a real dog. I laughed when uh he came and he was like listening to some music on his iPods and he popped the he popped the earpods out. Popped the ear the 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 the, the ear the AirPods out and he was listening to Lamb of God. He was listening to the latest arrest by Lamb of God. I was like, yo, man, that's a fucking deep cut, man. I was like, that had to be like, that had to be John Mulaney. John Mulaney. I think John Mulaney is like a huge like metal fan. Like, I think he's like a real uh, heavy metal fan. So, because John Mulaney plays Chip in this movie. So, like, that had to be, that had to be like a, a, a deep cut for him. He was like, yo, can I listen? Can my character listen to Lamb of God? <laughs> So, so like Chip likes fucking heavy metal music, <laughs> which was funny because like you, you hear him say, like, "Destroy yourself," and then he was like, "What the?" Fuck? <laughs> that was hilarious to me. I like I bust up laughing at that. Like I said, like this movie, this movie was way better than it was supposed to be. Way better than it was supposed to be. I was, I expected. I went into this movie expecting not to like anything. Expected not to like anything. I'm like, uh oh, man, they, they fuck it up, Chippendale. You know, they wanna they wanna be all meta and shit with this shit. But they make the shit work. They make it work so good. <laughs> uh Chip is there. Uh Dale is like this like work like I said, like he's like this out of work actor who's like still hanging on to the glory days. Like that's his thing, like because he's the reason, because like he's the reason that the Rescue Rangers went off the air. Uh, in the movie, in the movie, he's the reason that the Rescue Rangers went off the air, and so because like he went and uh, took another job, he like he 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 wanted a spinoff show. They gave him a spinoff show <laughs> called Double O'Dale, <laughs> and and he was and it was just like. He's like, yeah, I'm leaving. I'm leaving the show, man. Um, you know, I'm gonna go on my own. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out there and try or some shit like that. He was. Like, <laughs> so they did that, and it's been like 30 years since they talked, since they spoke to each other, and all of that. So we 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 fell following them 30 years later, and now Dale's doing like conventions, you know, <laughs> you know, like how actors were popular for a certain thing. They go to these cons, they go to these conventions, and they're like, hey, remember I used to be this character, like the guy that's like Flash Gordon or some shit, he's like, hey, remember me, I used to be Flash Gordon, you wanna take a picture with me, come on, you know, some shit like that, <laughs> you're like, you wanna take a picture with me, hey, uh, 50 bucks, you know, some shit like that, <laughs> I was like, I know, I know from experience, you know, <laughs> about the taking the pictures shit and they're like hey uh that's gonna be 50 bucks uh <laughs> you got the 50 bucks uh, all right <laughs> you know <that's, laughs> i've been i've been to conventions before and taking pictures with these fucking people and they do charge a lot to just to take a picture with them but uh anyway uh <laughs> I, 
I've spent a lot of money at comic book conventions. Let's just say I've spent a lot of money at comic book conventions. But anyway, um, damn near broke my goddamn wallet. But anyway, um, yeah, but that's what Chip does. And the funniest thing in this movie, the funniest thing in this movie, and the biggest standout thing in this movie is fucking... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil it, man. I'm gonna spoil it because like when you see it, it's still gonna be funny. When you see it, it's still gonna be funny. Me me spoiling this is not gonna change anything. Ugly Sonic, the Sonic uh, from the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that uh, people complained about <laughs> and and made the, the goddamn animators change. <laughs> Ugly Sonic is in this movie and he is the funniest fucking thing in this whole goddamn movie <laughs> because these guys because uh disney disney did the damn thing they got characters from everywhere everywhere batman is in here batman batman is in a disney movie <laughs> and i i saw that that was the that was the thing that made me that made me uh uh, made me like alert, you know. <laughs> I was like, God, like, hey, yo, wait a minute, how they get Batman in here? I was like, how come? God, like, how come Warner Brothers ain't suing them right now? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and what I said, I was like, how come Warner Brothers ain't suing here? Suing, suing, suing Disney right now, man. Like, that's a Warner Brothers character. Y'all, y'all got superheroes already. Why y'all taking him? But anyway, Batman's in here. Um, for a split second. Uh, they got some Transformers in here. They got He-Man and Skeletor in here. It's like all types of, all types of characters. Uh, uh, Tigra, which they own now because she's a Marvel character. Uh, so like, it's probably like the only, probably like the only time you'll probably see her in a movie in in uh, in Disney. But <laughs> I don't know how they how they're gonna integrate Tigra into an MCU thing. But um. They're gonna find a way, I guess. I don't know. But um Yeah, man. Ugly Sonic though. Ugly Sonic is the funniest fucking thing in this whole goddamn movie. Uh JK Simmons is in here. He plays uh Captain Putty. It's kind of like a Gumby character, which they kind of allude to. Cause a character does call him like a, a rip-off Gumby. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but he's funny. JK Simmons is hilarious in this movie. Uh, as as uh, Captain Putty, he's good in that. Uh, we got uh, Will Arnett as uh, Peter Pan. Uh, Peter Pan, spoiler alert! You you know this? They show it in the trailer. Peter Pan's the villain. You know, he's like all he's all Guido looking and shit. You know, he's like I don't like you guys poking around in my facilities or some shit like that. You know, <laughs> they got the Coca they got the Coca Cola polar bear in here. Uh, they got. <laughs> <laughs> they got um who else is in here i had him in my head and i and i and i, and I, uh, I blanked god damn it they blanked on him but uh but like that person's in here and they're hilarious uh shit i'm trying to think uh i'm moving on fuck it um yeah man but you got that uh kiki lane uh from if bill street could talk she's the human that Chippendale interact with. She's also a cop. Uh, she's she's not she's not a highlight in this movie. It's just 
it's just it was just something about her in this movie and I, and I don't know if it's because she's acting with like animated characters that aren't really there you know because she's not that bad in Bill, if Bill Street can talk um She's okay in coming to America because she plays uh, Prince Hakeem's daughter in coming to America. She's a right in that. Uh, but this is, I'm going to say, this is probably her worst performance. This is probably her worst performance. She's not a highlight in this movie because every time she, every time she recites a line, it sounds like she's reading. Every time she recites a line, it sounds like she's reading. Uh, there's a part at the end of the movie where like all the rescue rangers the rescue rangers they defeated the bad guy and uh gadget's there because gadget because like there's a running dirt like gadget makes bad jokes and uh so gadget because like they put that at the beginning of the movie where like gadget makes a bad joke and she's like ha, 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 and everybody's laughing ha, 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 and all this shit and so at the end when they defeat the bad guy gadget makes a bad joke and she's like ha, 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 and everybody's laughing and kiki lane's laughing and her laugh sounds so phony it sounds fake it sounds fake as fuck and even like she tries to make a joke in the middle of the laugh and it just it just doesn't flow it doesn't flow i was like she's not that she's not the best part of this movie uh she's she's tolerable but she's not the best she kind of, she kind of, she kind of disrupts the flow of the movie, especially when it comes to the comedy. She's not, she's not funny. She's not funny. I'm sorry, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm rooting for her too, cause I, I, like I said, I like her in Bill Street could talk. I'm like, I think that's her best role. I'm rooting for her, but she. And she fine. She fine as fuck. But you know, but 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 she ain't the best. She's like I said, she she's not the best. She wasn't the best pick for this role. If they would have if they would have picked somebody else that's used to working, they should have picked they, they should have picked a better, they should have picked a seasoned actress. That's what I'm saying. They should have picked a more seasoned actress to play this role. I think she's too new. I think she's too new. And maybe she's a big Chippendale, Chippendale fan. You know, I don't know. Maybe she's a big Chippendale fan. And she really, she was like, oh, wow, they're doing a Rescue Rangers movie? I want I want in on that. You know, and she got there and the task was too big for her. You know, because like she's, she's working with all these CGI characters. She's working with all these people in green screen. You know, is just one of the best. But yeah, man, but overall, man, I enjoyed this goddamn movie, man. Like, this movie was laugh out loud fucking funny. <laughs> laugh out loud fucking funny, man. But like I said, um, like I said, Gadget and Zipper show up at the end, uh, towards, towards the end to help out, uh, and, uh, Zipper's character, Zipper is the second character, other than Ugly Sonic, other than Ugly Sonic. Zipper is the second character that made me bust out laughing <laughs> because he's voiced by somebody that you wouldn't expect to be the him, him to voice this character, and and it's just it was like, yo, man, they got this person to play Zipper, <laughs> and the voice 
and the voice is just gonna throw you the fuck off. So, so the voice is gonna throw you off so much that you're gonna bust out laughing. You're gonna be like, what? They got that guy. <laughs> they got that guy. And it's just every time he talks, every time he talks, it just makes me fucking laugh. Because I can't believe they got I, 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 I was like, I can't believe they got that dude to be this fucking silly. You know? <laughs> Cause it's a guy. Cause it's a guy that you wouldn't think that would be this silly, being this silly, you know. So, so. But yeah, man, I recommend that movie, man. Watch, go watch Chippendale Rescue Rangers, man. It's fucking hilarious, bro. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Uh, I'll be back with my review of Last Boy Scouts after these messages. <laughs> Hi guys and welcome back to the show. Last Boy Scout from 1991. This is the movie we are going to be reviewing today. Are you going to be listening to me review today? Uh, Let's get straight into the technical, shall we? This movie was directed by the late, great Tony Scott, who is possibly one of the most iconic action directors of all time, he directed some favorites of mine, he directed uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2, he directed Top Gun, he directed uh, Enemy of the State, which is another favorite of mine, those are just a couple of movies that come to mind off the top of the dome, like I said, possibly the most iconic action director of all time, Um, a lot of beats that Tony Scott made uh, we're kind of stolen by Michael Bay, and he just put his Bayisms on it, as a lot of people call it. <laughs> you know, like, I look at a lot of Tony Scott movies, and I look at a lot of Michael Bay movies. I look at a lot of Michael Bay movies. I say, "Hey, man, you kind of, kind of ripped off Tony Scott, <laughs> you know, like doing that shit." Uh, because The Rock, if you think about The Rock, The Rock, the movie The Rock, not the not the actor, not the wrestler, uh. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock. I look at The Rock and I think The Rock's a Tony Scott film. And then they're like, nah, this is a Michael Bay film. I'm like, uh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, you look at a lot of Michael Bay and you see a lot of Tony Scott in that. But like I said, iconic, iconic action director. Uh the screenplay was written by Shane Black, another icon in the action realm. Still mad about what he did with uh Iron Man 3, though. Still mad at him about Iron Man 3. This is the writer and the director of that movie. Yeah, that that falls solely on him. Uh, I didn't like Iron Man 3. Still the worst Marvel movie of all fucking time. But anyway, um, let's get off of that. The movie had a budget of $43 million and it brought in $114 million at the box office. So it was a huge success. The movie has a Rotten Tomato score of 46%. Which is a, is it an average? Uh, I think that might be a splat. You know, like I think if you get fifty and up, is a is a is a is a tomato. That's when it's fresh. So that's a splat. Um, let's get into the movie. Let's get into uh, how I used to watch them. How I watched the movie as a kid. Uh, this was one of those movies that I watched with my dad. You know, like that was our. Like I always say that like watching action movies is how we bonded. You know, a lot of these movies is a lot of these movies I watched is because my dad watched them. 
you know, and like that was my that was our bonding time. Sit down, uh, in front of in front of the television on the couch and watch uh, a John Claude Van Damme movie or watch a Steven Seagal movie or watch a Chuck Norris movie or Schwarzenegger's, you know, all the all the. 80s icons, you know, like all those guys. You know that that was the that was the 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 the, the bonding moment for the two of us. But I remember actually liking this movie as a kid, though. You know, I remember actually liking the Last Boy Scout Scout as a kid, and I haven't watched this movie in years now. Like it's been a good amount of years since I watched the Last Boy Scout, so. Let's see if that sticks, shall we? <laughs> uh, I like the opening of the movie. Like it's a it's a great opening. Uh, they make they made fun of like uh, Monday Night Football. You know, like the Hank Williams Jr. Uh, Are you ready for some football? They made fun of that. Uh, I like that. <laughs> it's very it's very tongue in cheek. I like how they make fun of the Monday Night Football. Uh, aspect of the movie I like that um it's so, like cause, like it's very ridiculous <laughs> like it's so tongue in cheek it's so ridiculous but like you can't help but love it uh this movie has probably one of the best opening scenes in cinema history which is uh Billy Blanks uh, if you're young and you don't know who Billy Blanks is, he's the guy that made Tybo. That's probably a dated reference too. Uh, you know, so, uh, but Billy Blanks running down the football field, shooting everyone and then blowing his brains out saying, ain't life a bitch. And then blowing his goddamn brains out <laughs> in a very graphic scene. Like it's a scene that has been engraved in my skull since I was seven years old. <laughs> I never forgot about that scene. I could forget. A, I forgot a lot of. I forgot about a lot of shit in the Last Boy Scout, but that scene. I saw this movie. I had to be about six or seven years old. I think I was about seven when I first saw this movie. So like I was seven years old. And seeing Billy Blanks blow his goddamn head off will stick with me to the end of time, you know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Bruce Willis is the star of this movie. Bruce, Bruce Willis plays Joe Hallenback, a private investigator who's tasked with uh, protecting a stripper played by Halle Berry. Uh, there's one scene in this movie that actually made me laugh. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's transition scene. Uh, this is one scene in this movie that made me laugh. Uh, it was the introduction of Damon Wayans' character. Uh, as he's like just staring at Halle Berry uh, in the bed after they have sex. And he just says, God damn. <laughs> and he just, and, he, and I, I, I just bust out laughing when he's like, God damn. Because it was like he was saying, God damn, because he was like, God damn, I just had sex with Halle Berry, you know, or, or the, the, just looking at Halle Berry, because like, this is like, 
like who could blame him, bro? Like, cause like this is like prime Halle Berry right here, man. This is like like early '90s, early '90s Halle Berry is like prime Halle Berry. Uh, so like I don't blame him. Dude, looking at her, just like God damn. Like in like nineteen in like 1991, 1992, she's like possibly like the most beautiful woman in the fucking world you know <laughs> no no bullshit like no as the kids say no cap like she is probably the most beautiful woman in the goddamn world at that point you know like in 1991 uh but anyway uh damon wayans plays uh jimmy Dix. uh he's also uh hallie's uh uh boyfriend in this movie, like, he's an ex-football player who's banned from the league for, for, for uh, gambling, and I think, like, drugs, he did, like, drugs also, so, like, he's, 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 he's banned from the league, also, this movie, this movie really portrays football players as, like, horrible human beings, and for the most part, they're right, for the most part, they're right, uh, cause, like, you can't give a guy with an IQ of 10, and the aggression level of a thousand a million dollars, man. Like they're gonna go, they're gonna go crazy. They're gonna go out of control. And I say this as a football fan. I'm a fan of football. I like football. But you give a guy like that a million dollars is like it's like giving a giving a pedophile like the keys to a daycare center. You know, he's gonna go nuts in there. He's gonna go crazy in there. But like, yeah, uh, Bruce Willis also has like a tumultuous relationship with his wife, like all action heroes do. And he finds out that his wife is been cheating on him with Bruce McGill of all people. <laughs> Bruce McGill. If you don't know who Bruce McGill is, Bruce McGill is a character actor. He's like. Uh, the last thing he was in uh, was Reacher. If you ever watch Reacher on uh, Amazon, he was like the main bad guy in Reacher. Like the old guy. He was like the mayor. I think he was the mayor. Was he the mayor of the town in Reacher? He was the mayor of the town in Reacher. But Bruce McGill, she's cheating on him with Bruce McGill. <laughs> like Bruce McGill is a is an actor like who every time I see him in a movie or a TV show, I'm like, that's the bad guy. Like, every time I see him, I'm like, that's the bad guy. Like, he has bad guy face. Every time I see Bruce McGill, I'm like, that dude ain't no fucking good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, but we don't get the chance to, we don't get the chance to, uh, to, 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 to do that here because he gets his, his car blown up, which comes out of nowhere. He just gets in the car and it just like, boom, it just blows the fuck up. So he got blown and then he got, blown up <laughs> bad joke uh <laughs> but Halle Berry like I said Halle Berry's in this movie like she plays a stripper who never takes her clothes off <laughs> like she's more of a drink server than a stripper like I said um Damon Wayans uh plays her boyfriend uh like that's a that's very important to the plot uh, we also get uh, a random Eddie Griffin cameo as a strip club DJ. <laughs> this is like early Eddie Griffin, so he doesn't really do much. I just wanted to mention that Eddie Griffin was in this movie. <laughs> but um, 
Also, uh, Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans, they have like this weird exchange at the strip club that just like made that it just made me say, "Come on, my guys, y'all just fuck already and get it over with." You know, like, that's what it just made me say. Just fuck already, man. Like it's strangely homoerotic, strangely homoerotic. It was like these two guys wanted to fuck each other, but they're too macho to say it. It was kind of like, it was like, yeah, man, you know, and then like, they were just like flirting with each other, but also throwing insults at each other. And like, they were trying to fight each other, but it was like the most homoerotic fight you ever want to fucking see, you know? It was, it was, it was weird, man. It was fucking weird. Um, uh, there's a scene in here where, like, uh, Bruce Willis gets jumped by the guys that were sent to kill Halle Berry. Cause, like, that's what you see trying to protect her. Cause, like, I, I already said, I think he's, I think I said at the beginning of the review that he's a private eye and he's, uh, sent to protect Halle Berry. But he gets jumped by the dudes that are sent to kill her. And... This is this is the thing that got on my fucking nerves. This is the thing that got on my fucking nerves here. Like, one of the guys like takes a long time uh shooting Bruce Willis. He even asks him where he wants to get shot. He's like, you want it in the head or you want it in the chest? Like, just shoot the motherfucker, goddammit. Just shoot him. Like, why are you asking? Why are you taking requests? But he takes so long that uh Bruce Willis has time to tell jokes about fucking his wife and then the guy laughs actually laughs at the jokes and then he gets stabbed in the neck yeah he gets stabbed in the fucking neck the guy that's supposed to kill Bruce Willis I'm like this is what happens when you take too long this is what happens when you take too long telling fucking jokes this is what happens uh but anyway Helly gets shot up she gets shot up like she gets lit the fuck up like, like, like nobody's business. Uh, like, cause, like, cause Bruce Willis is the worst bodyguard ever. He's like, he's like sitting outside, uh, on the other side. Cause like they come out on it, like her and Damon come out on the other side of the building. He's on the, the opposite side of the fucking building. I don't understand this shit. But now, Damon Wayans has a reason to team up with uh Bruce Willis. Uh, the. The movie has very 90s action movie dialogue. You know, like, it's just guys saying random shit to act tough. And, like, I look back on it now and I find it hilarious, you know? <laughs> because, like, in the mid-80s in the mid into, like, the, the mid-90s, it was all about being the big macho action hero you know like i gotta have the big muscles and fuck all the women and have all the guns and i'm i ain't gonna show none of my uh sensitive side i ain't gonna show no vulnerability uh but like that shit started getting corny around about like 1997 uh because uh will smith became a movie star around that time and he uh changed the way that action heroes are perceived so watching this movie so really like watching this movie is kind of like watching a silent movie or like a old western from like the 60s you know 
<laughs> like it's so of its time. It's so it's so strange because you you look at this movie and you're like, yeah, uh, guys don't act like that anymore. People don't act like that anymore. <laughs> you know, like, a lot of this stuff you're looking at it and you're like, yeah, this wouldn't fly today. But anyway, um, Bruce Willis has a weird daughter that speaks with a puppet. I just wanted to I just wanted to mention that because it's because it's bizarre. You know, it's a it's a weird thing to show. It's just a little girl talking. She's like 13. She's not even a little girl. She's a teenager. And she's talking with a fucking puppet. You know, it was really weird. Um this movie uh the the time kind of fucking uh beats you down because this movie's like really fucking long. And it has uh, a lot of slow points. Because, uh, like, they spend most of their time in this movie getting beat up by henchmen. <laughs> Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. Like, there's, like, a there's a scene in here where, like, uh, Damon Wayans gets beat up by a hench, by the henchman and gets thrown off a bridge. He gets thrown off a bridge into on top of a car. <laughs> Which is crazy. Speaking of henchmen, uh, these guys are really fucking stupid. These are the dumbest henchmen ever, and they talk a lot too. They talk a lot. They 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 spend most of the time talking. They're like, "Yo, you're a fucking dumbass" or whatever the fuck. They say all types of shit. Uh, and like, we don't find out who the main bad guy is until like an hour and like six minutes in, which I hate. I hate that shit because it wasn't even a good reveal. <laughs> It wasn't even a good reveal. It, like, you made me wait all this time for bad guy. I suspect it to be the bad guy anyway. It's like the uh, the guy that owns Damon Wayans' football team. I was like, of course that guy's the fucking bad guy. I knew he was the fucking bad guy. If it was somebody different, if it was somebody different, I would be like, oh, shit, this was a good reveal. But no, it's the guy you expected to be the fucking bad guy. You know, like, wasting my goddamn time with this bullshit. Uh halfway uh towards the end of this movie like it turns into a kids movie with damon waynes and bruce willis's uh puppet daughter you know (laughs) like because like she like because like uh bruce willis gets kidnapped and uh damon waynes is like going to save him and the daughter pops up she's like hey yeah let's go and this shit turns into like fucking cop and a half or some shit you know (laughs) for a split second uh if you don't know what cop and a half is go watch cop and a half uh, it's an old movie from like the early '90s with like Burt Reynolds and a little black kid. But um, I'll probably review it later on, uh, some some sometime down the road. But uh, yeah, uh, then like Bruce Willis uses the puppet to 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 kill the bad guys because it has a gun in it. Because like uh, Bruce Willis's daughter stuffed the gun in the puppet, and Bruce Willis uses the puppet. To shoot all the bad guys. <laughs> it it's something that you gotta see. It's it has to be seen. Uh it has to be fucking seen. I'm like, I'm not even like me describing it isn't even doing it justice. Like you have to see that scene. It's the it's the most absurd shit you ever wanna fucking see. <laughs> but uh anyway, uh Bruce Wayne uh Bruce Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Bruce Willis 
and Damon Wayans' uh, chemistry gets better as the movie goes along. Because uh, I heard, I heard they didn't really get along on the set, but, you know, I hear that a lot about Bruce Willis. You know, like a lot of people don't like Bruce Willis for some reason. And um, I can see like Damon Wayans just using this as fuel to make them get along on set. Just to fuel the the chemistry between the two. So like that's 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 a good way of doing it. Um, this movie has a great villain death. Uh, this is a character I didn't mention. Uh, t- uh, this actor named Taylor Negron, uh, plays a, uh, plays, like, the main villain's right-hand man named Milo, who's a fucking, he's like, uh, this is how I'm gonna, I'm gonna describe him. Uh, he's like a feminine Terminator, you know, like, cause he's really flank, cause, like, he's really flamboyant, and he's like, so, uh, what's going to go on? Because, like, he calls uh, Damon Wayans and uh, uh, Bruce Willis by their formal names because Bruce Willis is named Joe Hallenbach and um, uh, Damon Wayans' character is named Jimmy Dix. So he calls them Joseph and James. He's like, he's like, it's good for you to finally join us, James. <laughs> you know, like, he's like, this is the end of the road for you, Joseph. You know that's what he does. But he's a fucking psycho because he's very trigger happy. He just he'll shoot anybody, anywhere, any fucking time. He doesn't give a fuck. So, but he has one of the best villain deaths ever, which we don't see anymore. We don't see a lot of great villain deaths you know we don't see that a lot because like he falls off of the lighting fixture and he gets decapitated like just decapitated by a helicopter it's the greatest shit you ever want to fucking see you don't see deaths like this anymore you know like it's fucking amazing uh but yeah overall this movie is like this is like this is really ridiculous. This is a really ridiculous action movie, which kind of made me uh, a bit nostalgic. But I'm also looking at this movie. I'm like, this definitely could not be made today. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's a lot of things in here. If they had to, if they if they redid this movie, there's a lot of things in this movie they would have to cut out and redo and uh, reboot and all this other shit. Uh, because like uh, the, the the main villain gets away because they got a briefcase i think they were planning like to blow up the senator or some shit like that i forgot the fucking plans or some shit uh but um he 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 gets away and he drives off with this briefcase and uh i think there was supposed to be two briefcases they were supposed to have a briefcase of money and a briefcase with a bomb in it <laughs> he takes the briefcase with the bomb in it and he goes home and he opens it up and he blows the fuck up like his whole house blows up just boom and they laugh at they laugh at the villain's death death which in turn made me laugh because like it's like an old sitcom laugh because like Damon Wayans is like oh man he got the wrong case and then they're like <laughs> they start fucking laughing and that's pretty much the end of the movie <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, uh, if you want to, if you want to watch some mindless action, I recommend this movie, man. Like, cause like the time beat me down. I'm not gonna lie, the time 
beat me the fuck down. But it's just like good old ridiculous early 90s action. You know, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, it's not the best movie, but it's not terrible. I like, I recommend it. I recommend it. Uh, I give it a three out of five. Join me next week uh, when I will be reviewing 1987's Hollywood Shuffle. Until next time, peace.